Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. And by going to warren-usa.com, you can read the featured articles by The Watchman and also listen to the shows. This week we feature Apocalyptic Faith Battle. If you are human, you have faith in something. There is no such thing as someone with no faith. And our Prophecy Advocacy Persecuted Church Classic Warren Radio. The, this classic episode, Prophecy Advocacy Persecuted Church, gives an overview of today's persecuted peoples. And on DanaGlennSmith.com, we feature Lights of Mercy, Age of Darkness. The lights of mercy are to be ever bright, but as they are bright, so too is the darkness that fills the nations of men. The lights of mercy are revealed through the Son of God. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag Warren Radio or hashtag Watchman IS216. On Instagram, use hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, find us by using hashtag Watchman. And join us on USA.life and MeWe with hashtag Warren Radio. Join us on Parlor with at WatchmanDGS. And join us on CloudHub with at Warren Radio. And you can listen to the shows from the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Deezer, Google Playcast, Anchor, and Podchaser. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings and welcome to another Friday. I hope it's warm where you are. It is warm here in the house, in your car, <laughs> by a fire. January, chilly, cold. We're heading down towards spring, that's the hope. Thank God for seasons. 
Well, we're having a change of the guard. Biden, they've uh, made him president. Uh, Pence and them finished their duty, although there is no doubt that this election was stolen. And uh, the Democrats and Biden are liars and thieves. There was cheating going on. They got away with it. Many of the judges wouldn't listen. Nevertheless, as we think about all this, there are plenty of things on this morning for you to be anxious about. And, uh, you know, there's no way many of us who have followed uh, the economy and the pro-Israel standpoint, a pro-Christian, pro-life, many of the things that we stand for, Trump stood for. And, of course, the liberals and those in Hollywood and the techies who joined together to overturn the election don't like that kind of stuff. And there was a lot of them that spent four years of hell because they despised Trump and his message. And a number of points he said, Jesus Christ is king here or in charge here. And of course, if you have uh, any idea or inkling of the gospel, you know that the Lord said, the world hated me before it hated you. So it's not surprising that... Uh, the collection and polyphery of radical left-wingers on Biden's uh, uh, team is beyond the pale. So there's plenty of things to be anxious about. What about our kids? What about everything? Nevertheless, we turn the page. And uh, even as I turn the page, uh, Sidney Powell out there is claiming that... Uh, there was some things done in some of these states ratified in time and the Congress didn't get it, so it's not over, she says. I don't know whether it is. I don't know what the next step is. And she said a few other things with more info to come. I don't know. But I can tell you this much. Here, right now, I want to remind you as believers... Around the world, even, there's plenty of persecution of Christians, targeting of believers everywhere. We've been reporting on it. We're doing our yearly review, and uh, we're looking at 2020 and 2021, and I can tell you that we're, no shortage of Christians are dying, and a and lot, lot worse. So uh, be sure to check those programs out. It's, uh, we have these on Wednesday. You can find them on many of the various sites that we have strung out. That's in our Warren Radio Network, the Watchman Alert Radio Network. Um, but you see, the point here is that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8, 10, 8 and verse 10. And although we're going to do Romans, I want to tell you a little bit. The Spirit of God spoke, uh, spoke strongly to me because I've been concerned about a lot of the things. And uh, a lot of people are concerned. They're concerned for their kids, their livelihood, 
their grandkids, what future there will be, and when you have radicals wanting, wanting to bring in socialism, that's not a very effective future. Nevertheless, during this time, no matter what the Democrats do, if Joe Biden stays in, no matter how bad it gets, I'm going to purpose to do one thing, and I want you to join me. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalm 32:11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you that are upright in heart. Psalm 35:27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Isaiah 51:11. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Matthew 25:21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. That's also in Matthew twenty-five, twenty-three. Now it's important, and it's it's hard for me sometimes just to be joyful. And I'm not talking about joyful to the point of being considered crazy. You know, we're we're not going to ignore <clears throat> what is happening. But we will rejoice in the Lord, for that's our strength. That'll keep us going. We're also going to battle through the principalities and powers. There's two sides of these principalities and powers. One is the Lord and the other is the devil. And the devil and his minions are the ones that are pushing this Marxist crud on America. And the only reason he could do it is because of our sins. So if you're a believer, make sure that you're a believer and make sure you're free of sin. Then you'll be able to rebuke these principalities and powers. And tell your church about it. That's how we're going to battle. There's not much we can do if he's elected and in his presence. But we can bind these principalities and powers and spirits. That's hindering the enemy, stopping the enemy if we can. Remember Daniel, it took a lot of days of fasting before that even got done. And the prince of Persia was finally bound. So make sure there are these principalities and powers, these princes of darkness that are in charge. So make no mistake, folks. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Do that seek the Lord, and we're, we will get through this. Now today we are in Romans, part two. This one titled, The Power of God, and that's that goes right along with the joy of the Lord. I've been finding that out all this year, and for a long time we've been putting up articles and doing shows, and everything seems to be, I mean, it is, relating to what's happening. Don't forget also to tell the people about these shows. 
our Wednesday edition, our Thursday edition, our Friday edition. We do this in our studio, a great big studio. <laughs> You'd laugh if you knew how big it was um, or where we're broadcasting from. But yet we've been doing it for over two decades. And uh, Romans 1, we did the intro in uh, the first part. And the one thing I like about Paul and, and all the apostles when they introduce this, I especially like the intro and the conclusion of these, and there's a lot of good stuff in between, but they get personable. Verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Now there, in addressing Romans and many of the Jews that were Christians, they had come down uh, to Pentecost at the time, because that's one of the pilgrimage feasts, so they were all there. That was when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was, and the birth of what we call the church, the coming of the Spirit of God, the outpouring of all flesh is spoken of by Joel. So Paul right away tells you that he's an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. He was called. Christ personally appeared to him, knocked him off his high horse, literally, and relates everything of which he is saying to the prophets that had spoken, spoken rather, and they spoke concerning the Son of God, as we know him. This is in the English, Jesus Christ. In the Greek, it's Jesus, I-E-S-O-U-S. And Hebrew Messianic name, the, the shortened form is Yahshua. So we say Yahshua Hamashiach. And... He was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, fulfilling the promises given to David. That's why Matthew uh, follows the line all the way down to prove the lineage. And that's also why Paul here is bringing this out, because he is talking to uh, some of these Jews. Now, of course, in the process, these Jews would also be talking to the Gentiles. So within Rome, it eventually becomes uh, one of the main churches. I call it the Roman church. And eventually the church did get into trouble. And uh, the, you know, the origins of, the, of this church uh, flow right into the current Catholic church, which has changed a lot. It's not, you know, the Catholic church, <laughs> there's a lot of things to be said about that. But the ecclesia are the called out ones. The church is no formal organization. We have made it that way, but the church is a spiritual church, a spiritual entity, ecclesia, the called out ones. So Paul says, and declared to become, and that's concerning the seed of David, who is Jesus Christ, declared to be the son of God with power. He came and did things that nobody else did. He died on the cross, was resurrected. He was seen alive by many infallible proofs. He left instructions for the church, with the apostles rather. And he ascended up to heaven in a cloud. And the angels watched and looked at the Galileans and said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? 
this same Jesus as you have seen him go shall so come in like manner. So declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. The spirit of holiness. Now remember Christ had all the infilling of the spirits of God. Fully empowered all the time as none other. By the resurrection from the dead. He walked on this earth with miracles and signs and wonders. With authority and power. In the spirit of holiness and judgment. There, there's a lot here. Um, by the resurrection from the dead. You can't argue. You know when people. You know die. That's pretty permanent. Now some of them managed to come back. But Christ was the one in its time that there was no current means to bring him back. Now we have resuscitators and all kinds of things. But in in Christ's day, when you were dead, you were dead. He was he was in in the ground for three in the cave for three days and three nights. Resurrected. <laughs> That's why when he appeared to the apostles, he said, "Touch my, touch my, touch my arm. Feel my bones, my skin. I'm not a spirit." He was resurrected, and he had this body. Matter of fact, he can appear to people and disappear in this new body. He could go through walls. He could do whatever he wanted to, and. That shows you the glorified body, just a little glimpse of the glorified body that we shall have. See, if you were walked into a wall, that's what you're going to do, walk into a wall. But Christ could walk right through him, and he could appear and disappear at will. And he says, uh, Paul goes on to say, By whom we have received grace and apostleship, grace, God's favor, God's grace is sufficient for us, so no matter what situation, like the one we find ourselves in America today, we've had four years as what I consider some of the greatest presidency because it was absolutely one of the most pro-Israel presidents that I've ever been around and seen. Pro-Christian, pro-faith, pro-life, yeah. Not killing the kids. So we went from that into what is going to be the opposite. Everything, 180 degrees the other way, or 360. I mean, talk about going from day to night. <laughs> and and it's quite a thing, you know. There's there's people that, that uh, you know, there's a lot of people that ain't happy about this. There's a lot of dismay, and the Democrats know it. Now, the Democrats, for a while, are going to be happy. Because they got power. But it ain't going to all be roses for them. I can tell you that. And I can tell you also, I will be opposing them. And there's others that will be opposing them. In the spirit. Binding those wicked principalities and powers. Because we don't want this. 
We fight principalities and powers. Our powers and our strength is mighty under the pulling down of those. Now see, that's the whole thing. And declared to be the Son of God with power. We, beca we became, in John 1, to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We see the apostles. And they received grace and apostleship to preach this obedience to the faith among all nations. Whether the nations like it or not, that doesn't matter. You know, there, there's parts of the world that if you try to do anything, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be killed. You're going to be dead. And India has recently passed some of the strictest anti-conversion laws on the planet. If you're delivering food, and don't even mention the name of Christ, but you have a cross or anything that shows that you're a Christian or a Christian organization, uh, they've already arrested a bunch. And... Uh, I think they let some of them go. But see, this is, this is where we're at in the world. They hate this gospel. But yet, it's so, it's so funny that, and, and it is, it's, it's funny because the enemies of God and of Christians get saved, are getting saved. It just, <laughs> you know, they follow this tradition and they've been taught to hate and all of a sudden, when you're starving and you look around, nobody's helping you. A Christian comes along, gives you food, and he continues to do it. Then pretty soon you see how nice he is. I know when ISIS went through and there was Muslims who was watching us, the Kurds who were watching, and other groups. And they're watching how, how ISIS, who represents the voice of God, that's what they felt because they were the Muslims. They were killing and pillaging and raping and everything. And then they, these, these people saw what the Christians were doing. Well, they were happy. They prayed. They were rejoicing in the Lord. And reports started flowing in. We covered it at the time. And at the time we covered it, 2014-2015, we had a lot of traffic and matter of fact, some of the stuff we were putting out reached in the top ten of Twitter. Because they sent us the thing for the month. And we did that twice. So, there was a lot of evil going on. But these people was watching this, all this evil, and they weren't Christians. <laughs> and, and they said, we see. We see that you you know God. And we want to know him. See, called of Christ for obedience to the faith. Folks, we're no different than they are. We today, no matter how bad it gets in this country and the world, we have received grace. And you may not be an apostle, but you are destined to be a son or daughter of God. I mean, when we get in our new bod bodies, we will be. And you see, we're called to bring this gospel 
And Paul says, to all them, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I always love this because he always made sure to say, to mention God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, all the apostles. The record is clear. There is a Father and there is his Son, Jesus Christ. And, and that's an important part because I've been doing this stuff since the mid-70s. And the first time I knew what was coming to America, it had been revealed to me. And it was in the mid-70s that I had told Tower. And the thing of it is, there are pastors. I know. I was outside in back of a restaurant, one that he bought and, and was uh, he was leasing and having... Uh, uh, a restaurant because he had uh, he believed God called him into the restaurant business so he could get a lot of money so he could buy a ranch so he could help kids out or something like that he was helping out some group and you know those are admirable you know but uh, you know he believed that the father and Jesus Christ were the same they weren't in one per se as we believe. See, Christ in us, the hope of glory, and we are in him. But yet, the Lord is on the throne. He's making intercession for the saints at the same time. I'm one with him. There's two of us. When Christ got baptized, the Father spoke from heaven, the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove, and Christ was standing there being baptized. That's the Trinity right there, if you want to call it the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Another scripture said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, I talked with this guy for three hours behind the restaurant, I think it was, got nowhere. And I told him some scriptures. He says, well, I used to say those same things, but I, I don't anymore. Yeah, you're wrong. There is a Father. You can't deny it. And even John says, he that denieth the Father does not have the Son. It's impossible. He was lying to his people. And this is one thing that came out, and it came out of the, out of the, out of the Jewish side. And uh, there was a lot of the Jews that believed that Yahshua was who he was, but could not believe that uh, he was the Son of God. And that's the same problem that the Muslims have. So, to all that be at Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. You know, I like this because we do live in the whole world here and through the Internet and through, you know, we're in space and everything else. And guess what? 
we know how big the world is, and at the same time, we know how small it is. And the reason it's small to us is because jet planes, supersonic jets, satellites, the ability to go into space, our ships, I mean, everything we have, technology. You know, we have people that come to our websites from around the world. We always have. And over all of these years, we've probably had people from every parts of the known world. Now, I don't check a lot of that like I used to. I just preach the gospel. But I used to watch all these things, all the different nations, and it would surprise you <laughs> where, they, where they come from. One time we got hit by people from Russia, and I, I think it was, it was really strange because every page on our website had been visited by somebody from Russia. It was like they were going through our website to find out what we were doing, everything. So it, it's, it's a small world today, but you see, when Paul says throughout the whole world, that was the known world, the Roman Empire, you know, world. And, and, of course, it was the known world, and that was one of the reasons Christ came. Uh, the first thing you learn in Bible school, you learn about the time that he came. Because it was easy for the gospel to go out, first of all, because uh, Greece, uh, you know, Greek, because of Alexander the Great and then the Roman conqueror, a lot of the Greek influence was already throughout the entire region so Greece uh, Greek was r well known and uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that participated and helped in spreading the gospel enabling the apostles to do what they did and there was also the safety thing there was Romans everywhere and they enforced the law and so uh, yeah they did have uh, they did have slaves there uh, but Paul was freeborn, totally different, you know. And you know, when we read the Book of Acts, we find out that at one point he was taken before one of the centurion guards, uh, a commander, and uh, and him and Paul were talking, and the guy says, you know, I had to purchase my freedom, and uh, so he had worked his way up. And he was a slave at one time. And Paul says, but I was freeborn. You know how important that was at that time? Oh, that was just, that was it. Freeborn? you kidding me? Now, see, today in America, we have a lot of people that were freeborn Americans here. They don't appreciate it. And many of them have swallowed the Kool-Aid of liberalism and socialism. And that's one thing they will regret. It will mean death, as well as the open borders. And I've mentioned this many, many times. If you come up here illegally and you want to come with all your buddies all the time and fill America, i got news for you. You're going to die because judgment will hit this country. It's already hit it. So make no mistake. Don't come up here. Come up here the legal way. Nevertheless, the Democrats don't see that. 
And so everything you do in life, there's something affects it. In America, it is the struggle to keep America what it was and to make it better. But we can't do that without our faith in Christ and the gospel supporting Israel in a lot of things, which they don't want to do. And they also do not want to uh, stop having abortions. Now, see, that's exactly where Psalm 2 comes in, which talks us, why do the heathen rage and the nations uh, or the people imagine a vain thing? They want to throw off all these bonds that God has put down, laid down through his word, and they want to be free of them. And that's, that's today's society. It's known as the lawless society, the perilous society, the days of lawlessness warned about by Paul and the apostles. They all knew about it coming. And it was lawless back then, but it's even more so today. So this is, this is the gospel going forth in one of the largest kingdoms on the face of the earth at this time that was civil. And it had pretty much safe travel. Yeah, there were thieves around. There always are. So he said, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith in Rome is spoken throughout the world. It had gotten around. For God is my witness, he says, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Making request, if by any means now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and in me. Now this is so important. It, it says, I'm not just coming to give you a spiritual gift because he was an apostle. He has an anointing. And he can impart these gifts to them. But he's, he wanted to remind him that it's, I will be comforted. I will be comforted too. When I come. Just by being with you, I will be comforted. Now that is, that's good. By the mutual faith. You know, have you ever had fellowship with brethren? And you sit there and talk for hours? Now see, we don't do that too much today. Because within the Watchman Institute and the WIBR, we work as unto the Lord and our fellowship is online and around the world. And in in our emails and on our all of our feeds and social feeds and over the shows and you know, writings and, I mean, just everything else. We don't travel like they do. Our voice travels across space and gets to the other end. And in some of these persecuted nations, that's the only way we can get the word in. But we rejoice to hear what God is doing in North Korea in spite of how bad it is. We were dismayed at China coming after the church. But God is not to be outdone. Because when the Reds took over China in the first place and all of the missionaries left there, it was considered a closed country for many, many years, decades, in fact. No one knew if Christians even existed there. No one could get any word. 
But when it finally opened up, and Nixon was the one to initiate it, we found out there were believers there. It didn't, it didn't happen right away, but we found there were lots of them. They kept their faith within their homes, and they would meet in secret. You see, you're not going to stop this gospel. God wills it to go out, and this gospel will go forward into all the world for a witness, the Lord says, and then the end shall come. Now he gets down to business in verse 13. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I proposed to come to you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. And Paul openly talks about fruit. That's the harvest that you want to present. You want to bring the sheaves unto the storehouse, and that the sheaves are the believers, the storehouse is the Lord God. And they come unto him. He says that I'm a debtor both to the Greeks, to the barbarians, both to the wise, <laughs> and to the unwise. Yes, sirree, we got people who are wise and people that are unwise. Let's see, another word for unwise, stupid, ignorant, blinded, foolish, <laughs> unwise. Yeah, we want to be wise. But see, he was a debtor to everybody, the barbarian, the Greeks. Now see, the Greeks here represent commonly known as uh, the Gentiles, the heathen worldwide, it would be the goyim, those in the world that were without faith. And many were unwise. Of course, there were those who were scholars, and Paul could go to them, and especially of his own faith. There were many scholars who were wise in the Hebrew Scriptures, but there was none of them that I know of that could out Paul Paul. In other words, you know, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee at one time. He knew scriptures inside and out. And when he got saved, he, he was up in Damascus for a long time studying and finding the Messiah. So when he got done and went out, finally he met with uh, Peter and some of those in the church privately. And then he began his his various journeys, missionary journeys. And the Jews in in uh, in the synagogues couldn't couldn't even keep up with him. So the only thing they could do is get mad and beat him up. And uh so after a while the Jews plotted against him but see today you know there was a point in there that the relationship between you know the gentiles and the jews over christ and and even paul points this out in romans that they are enemies of the gospel for your sake he says 
And when we look at a lot of this, we see that over the years, of course, the Jewish state went through a lot of persecution. They were enemies of the gospel. And even today, they're enemies of the gospel in, in Israel. But more and more of them are coming to the Lord over there because of ministries like Mao's Israel. And uh, there's also Ron Cantor, who uh, is, plays a major role. And there's a lot of others. And, and these are Messianic believers. Um, Moaz Israel, uh, started by Ari and his wife, came from America. Ari actually starred in, in Hollywood in a couple of movies before he went over. But now he's, you know, not the uh, head preacher anymore. He's the leader, but he does other work there too. It's just one ministry. There's a lot of Jews reaching Jews in Israel today, and there's a lot of Christians. John Hagee has uh, Christians United for Israel, Kufi. It has, I forgot how many millions he has. He said he never expected it to get so big. But see, Christians love Israel. They love Israel. That's our roots. And even the Jews can't deny that. They can try. But see, there is a difference. We're of Christ. We're of the son of David. You know, the ones who led us to this. If it wasn't for the Jews who had been saved. And then they went out and preached to the Gentiles. And they started getting saved. And then through the centuries, more Gentiles got saved. So Paul considered him a debtor. He had to pay that debt to them, which was to preach the gospel. And he was also in, indebted to Christ. He was called of Christ. It was a call. The debt was to preach that call and deliver the people who were in darkness. So as much as is in me, he says in verse 15, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He, he was ready to go, man. A new mission field, man, get to Rome. Well, see, it wasn't like today. You know, you, you know a lot of the modern evangelists, uh, global evangelists, will fly into here and fly into there and fly into somewhere else. You know, one of the most prolific evangelists, of course, was Billy Graham, and he was everywhere. And every time he had a crusade, he was on television. And it was primetime TV. I mean, you know, that's, that's the way it was back then. You know, we weren't ashamed of watching, uh, the, the, you know, the gospel on television. I heard him many times. Our whole family would sit and listen. That's the way it was. I was raised a Methodist, you know, and... That's the way it was. Now today, you know, you mentioned about the gospel being on television or something. Man, they just, they recoil. You know, and everybody likes the filth on Netflix and some of these others. Amazon has a lot of filth on it too. But they also have a lot of good stuff. They have a lot of good Christian programming and a lot of others that that are good <clears throat> but you know where you find the sweet you find the sour where you find the salt you find the bitter I mean it's just 
we are in the world, we're not of the world. So Paul was ready to go. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now this is one of the famous verses, these, these three. Um, Romans 1, 16 through 18. This is classic Pauline. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Sorry about that, but I'd illustrate it. <laughs> it's not the the power of God. It's the power of God. I even startled satyrs a minute ago. She's my buddy, my dog. Yeah. For it is the power of God unto salvation to white people. See, we like to be racist. To black people. See, and, and for all this corrective brown stuff, that stuff that comes out of the back end of donkeys and stuff, falls on the ground, use it as fertilizer. Well, see, we have a bunch of individuals that are thoroughly full of it. You know, they want to make all the whites responsible for slavery, which is baloney. And they want to, you know, get rid of all of uh, the various statues and things. A lot of this stuff also happened in Israel. You'd get a king come in and he would erect all kinds of statues to foreign gods. And then another king would come in and, and knew the Lord would come down and take them all down. But see, these statues aren't to be worshipped. These are statues that represent our history. But they don't like them. And so you have all these now radical blacks up there in power who are ready to teach the whites what it's all about. And uh, every word, whenever anything happens, they always refer to that. Well, see, that is evil. That's not righteous. That's evil. See, the gospel of Christ is the power of God to everyone. Not so you can be black, not so you can be white, but so you can be Christ-like, so you can be redeemed. And then, of course, there are those that argue over the color of Christ. Christ is glorified. God is a spirit. Christ is coming back. He's glorified. It's not about color. That's only humans and their weakness, their bias, and their wickedness. And that's what they fight over. The crusade was fighting over, you know... One represented one major religion, Islam. The other one represented Christianity. And they fought each other. Well, what kind of a faith is it when you're killing each other? But yet, if it wasn't for the Crusaders who stopped Islam, they would have taken over Europe. But they were defeated. Islam was. But today, when you look at war and the persecution of Christians, you find one power out there. That is radical Islam every time. 
So Paul says it's the power unto God, unto salvation, to everyone that believes. Black, white, yellow, green. <laughs> well, you know, the Vatican, the Vatican, uh, this pope was ready to said he, you know, if there was some entity that came from some foreign planet, he'd baptize them. Got to be sure, baptize them into the Catholic Church, you know. So it's the power of God unto salvation, everyone that believes, no matter who you are, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or to the Gentile, to everyone, in other words. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now see, it's, it, it, it's not the race shall live by faith. It's not the blacks, the whites. It's not the Chinese. It's not the Italians. You know, yes, we have individual cultures in America and around the world. And there's nothing wrong with people having a culture and a heritage. But this is not about that. It's about redeeming humans of all colors, of all faiths. The just will live and shall live by faith. While we're going through this, you know, all of a sudden we go from having one of the most pro-Christian, pro-Israel, pro-life, pro-everything Christian presidencies of Donald Trump. And now we're going into the Hayden Biden, radical leftist, hate everything, you know, want to get rid of the whites. And they've, you know, people have openly said it. Kamala Harris has talked about it, you know. It's wickedness. So all of a sudden now we find ourselves on the other on the other thing and Christians around the world. Now my program on Wednesday I dealt with a lot of these issues. You want to know about America? I'll tell you about America, but first let me tell you about for instance the Christians in North Korea. And I went on. While you think you have it so bad in America with the challenges we face, it's worse. We report on it every week. We look at it. We research it. And we also support it monetarily to help the ministries that are on the ground, that are working. I mean, getting help into North Korea is not easy, and people do it. And they risk their lives every time they try to do it. But they do it. <clears throat> for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven now you better remember this against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness now you may have a big following but I got news for you truth is truth and to Ralph Warnock, who says that abortion is God's will, well, he's blinded, he's a liar, he's preaching falseness, and those that listen to him will perish. That is ungodliness, that's unrighteousness, he's holding the truth in unrighteousness. And another thing, he hasn't a clue about blood guilt. 
and Paul delineates here, he says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. What do you mean? It means that, as Paul says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now see, you look out, you can see the heavens. You know that some body created it. Now the scientists want to say, you know, well, the Big Bang Theory. You know, there was a big explosion. All the forces blew up. And the planets were formed. And then some one-celled organism changed and eventually became man. No, that's not how it did. God created everything, and he formed man out of the dust and then blew into him to form the spirit of man. I don't care about all the other ideas. Well, we came from aliens. No, we didn't. You're foolish. There's plenty of races of aliens out there. No, they're not. There's other beings, but you better be careful. Things are not all as they seem. But one thing's for sure, behind everything, God has created it. There is nothing that was made that he didn't make. And also when Christ said to the apostles to go preach the gospel, it, you know, remember the word, it says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the soul that sins, it shall die. So if Christ was concerned about everybody and every entity, he would have said, go into the uttermost part of the universe and preach the gospel. He didn't say that. Go into all the world. And he delineated that again by saying, you begin in Jerusalem. And man was without excuse because they knew that there was a God. But see, what happened was because that when they knew God, they glorified him not, neither were thankful. They became vain, thinking. Vain is uselessness. Their foolish heart became dark and they began to come up with all these things, these other gods. And suddenly they professed themselves to be wise, and in that point they became fools. Because what they did, Paul said in verse 23, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man to birds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. So they decided to change God into something they could see and something they could make an image of. And that's why God had to, he knew from the beginning he had to redeem man. And uh, when we 
continue next week, we will uh, start at verse 24 here. Wherefore God also. There's no doubt about it that when we go through Romans and uh, I went through Romans many, many years ago. And uh, this is uh, another one that we did. By the way, speaking of uh, series and stuff, we have uh, been doing our classic Warren Radio, redoing it, putting long series together. Uh, and we used to put one one audio that we did of the show with one post for that. And instead, on the big series, and we have a lot of them. I'm in Isaiah now, and I'm in part 75. And when we get done, there will probably be close to 200 parts. That'll be a little more difficult. But we do have some rather long series. And they're now put into a new uh, into a post individually, I mean, together. They're all the audios are together. It tells you about what's in it, and you can listen from one page. And so uh, we have a lot of classic Warren Radio now, uh, radio shows from the past. I just did one on some of our interviews. The first ones that went up was uh, Marzuli, L.A. Marzuli, uh, Patrick, Dr. Patrick Heron, and uh, there's another one on there, uh, Mike Heiser. And uh, I, over the years, I've interviewed a lot of people. Uh, and I don't do interviews anymore. I don't give interviews, and I don't do interviews. It doesn't mean I won't do them in the future, but uh, I focus on what I'm doing, and uh, that's where we're at. So at any rate, we're coming uh, to the end. Don't forget to come to uh, go to our websites, warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Folks, look up to the Lord during these times of stress, no matter what you may be facing. You may not be facing any problems uh, like others may be, but you have your own. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Look to him. Remember also principalities and powers and praying you can get into Ephesians and read that and understand we can pull down the powers of darkness. They're mighty through Christ to the pulling down, it says, of strongholds. And in America, we've got a stronghold of, we, of, of wickedness. And you're not going to do it in the flesh. It has to be done in the spirit. So until next time, be safe. Have a great weekend. This is the beginning of Shabbat tonight. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.